Today, we have an especially Kofefe show. We discuss the difference between pussy cat dolls and pussy hat dolls with the only two famous musicians in Hollywood who support President Trump, MAGA songwriter Joy Villa and former pussycat doll Kaya Jones. Then, Antonia Okafor joins the panel of deplorables to cover Harvard University's awarding a fellowship to transgender trader Chelsea Manning, potential DACA deals between the White House, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi, oh my, and the mailbag. But stick around to the end because we're going full kafefe in the last segment. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. So Ben is on his way to Berkeley. I think like right now he just left. All hell is breaking loose. The National Guard is being called in. Supplies are being helicoptered down into this war zone in Northern California. We wish Ben good luck. I hope he makes it back. Uh, stay safe up there. And I hope you get to give your speech today. Moving on, I don't want to talk about any news today because I am so excited. We are joined today by Joy Villa and Kaya Jones. Joy, you everyone will know Joy because famously you wore a Make America Great Again dress right. to the Grammy Awards last year. That's right. It was the best thing ever. I love it. It was so <laughs> gutsy, unbelievable. And Kaya Jones, you came out also as a Trump supporter, former Pussycat Doll. You left the Pussycat Dolls. We want to talk about that later. Mm -hmm. And you're also totally out with your MAGA right-wing spirit in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. So totally. now that you're out, you'll never have careers again. No, that isn't true. That isn't, that isn't true because after right. you wore the dress, your album shot up to number one. Number one on all the charts. Billboard, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, wherever fine music was sold, my album was number one on it. And my newest song, Make America Great Again, is number one on Amazon right now. Your your song, Make America Great Again, I don't know how I made it this long without <laughs> can, can we? Do we have a clip of that? Can we play it? I love it. We could all go under and drown. Yeah, the future depends on us. So we gotta wake up, gotta shake it up now and Let's make America great. <laughs> yes. oh, my God. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. You can still be the most happy to have that in the pocket. Oh. It's just. Yes. I want you at every concert I do from now on doing that. I've got, it's my constitution lighter with the American flag. I love, I love that song so much. It's, it's, so, much. it's so fun. And you know, I wrote it as a song of unity, you know, from the heart. I said mm -hmm. we can be the hope of every hungry child. You know, where have we gone astray? And it's a message of, okay, we might we might be in dark times right now. Politically speaking, we're so divided in America. But we can move towards hope and unity. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know that here on the right side. Absolutely. We know we're winning and we're not tired of it. <laughs> we are. We're winning everywhere. I mean, we're killing yeah. it on the internet. Obviously, mm -hmm. the, the Trump fans basically shot your album to number one. Oh, it's incredible. The silent majority, they call it. <laughs> And you, Kaya, you were signed yeah. at age 13, I think, by R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And then you're signed at 16 by Capitol Records. Yes. Then you joined the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. This is a huge, you are as mainstream, as big as it gets from a very early age, <laughs> but you're a conservative. Yeah. Did that have anything to do with why you left the Pussycat big Dolls? Time. Big time. Um, just a lot of the things that went on in behind the scenes. It wasn't that we were, you know... A sexual like young girls you know because we would wear like little skirts mm -hmm. and be 
you know, provocative, but I mean, we're 17, 18, 19, 20, you know what I mean? So it was that time where you want to be like cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not, not to say like, I would do that now, but you know, at the time I was like, Hey, so it, but that was fine to like, you know, own my sexuality. I think the problem really for me was the dichotomy of what was going on behind the scenes that people did not see. And what was going on behind the scenes? Everything could be pushed on us that you can fathom. Mm. So from girls having to vomit their food to girls being on pills to sexual advances to abortions, you name it. Really? And for me, I just could not continue this narrative of caution. This is a lie for young girls mm -hmm. that look at that and mm -hmm. think it's their truth because mm -hmm. they'll want to be you. And I wanted to be the Spice Girl. So I'm like, yeah. you know, going like, I want to do that. I want to be that. But then you have to have a reckoning where, what am I doing? What am I doing? What, what am image I am I putting out? That I'm giving to a young child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's who, looking at that going, I want to be that. Who is mm -hmm. pushing this? Is this, are we talking about producers, the industry? Just a den mother from hell. A den mother from hell, really? <laughs> really. And yeah. it's supposed to be about girl empowerment, right? You that guys was were supposed point. to be the new yeah. girl empowerment group. Yeah, we were not empowered. We were a bunch of fingers trying to do stuff. We weren't a fist. Mm -hmm. and wow, great way to put it. No, it was yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Um, they divided us a very, uh, very well. So we were never a unit. Mm. And was and that that was the strategy? Keep you a little separate? Well, keep you so. divided? I think so. Yeah, keep you in um, fear. Yeah, I think so for sure. Do you think there were other conservatives in the group? Do you think that? Uh, yeah, one of you know my best friend was uh, Nicole. She. Uh, yeah, she changed. Wow. Fame changes people. You know, it's like you stand in the ocean and the waves come in. And so you're never in the exact same spot. Yeah. The mm -hmm. sand moves. So sometimes it's only like a couple inches and sometimes yeah. it's like you're out there. And you won't even notice. You won't even notice. And I didn't recognize who she became. Honestly, I was embarrassed for her. And when I left, I remember whispering that into her, you're better than this. Mm. Was there a moment for you that came, you're looking around and you mm -hmm. think, this isn't what I signed up for. The things yeah, have changed was, around me. What is, what's that moment? That moment was Divas Live MGM Grand Garden Arena. We were performing and Patti LaBelle's wailing on stage and we're coming underneath the stage and I'm being told, you know, and I'm in a little itty bitty outfit and I was like literally 30 pounds, 40 pounds thinner than I am now. Wow. Um, and I was Forcibly. Being, yeah, because I barely ate. You know, I didn't want to vomit my food and I didn't want to take drugs. So How selfish I, of you. I barely How ate. selfish. I barely ate. Mm. But, we, but, you know, thank God for Kim Kardashian and women that actually have a body to actually <laughs> say, okay, like, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, uh, I was being told how fat I was under the stage and um, I looked like I had pizza sewn on, onto my you know, my ass and, uh, that's what they told you. Well, that's what Robin told me Yeah. Wow. Uh, before I went on to stage. Cause she was no longer wanted. They didn't want her on stage anymore. Mm -hmm. So her control was to insult us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're coming through the aisle myself and melody and the other girls are coming up on a riser Yeah. and I get to the front of the aisle and there's these two little girls in the front row and one had to be maybe four or five and the sister had to have been like, maybe eight or nine. Wow, so young. Really young. And the youngest one goes, oh, she's a pussycat doll. And she was just so excited. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I was like, I can't do this. 
said you yeah. you don't you don't know the half of it kid I you don't know like, what's it was happening so cinematic yeah. <laughs> yeah. because you're like in this awesome arena right it's what you fought it's supposed to be for. your dream it yeah. is your what dream you went to it is you your wanted dream. to do all your life your whole life it is your dream there's 25,000 people in house you're going yeah. live to 23 million households it doesn't get bigger you have you guys reached were the, the peak. best selling they were the number one selling for that group moment on for that moment in that moment for that moment and you guys were making millions of dollars for we other did not. people. Yeah, we didn't make any of that. <laughs> she didn't, but somebody made, made money on your backs. No, you made five hundred dollars. I get a week. my paycheck stubs if anyone really wants to know. Now, what happened? You know, I thought in Hollywood we're, we're preening, we're uh, left wingers. We need to share the wealth and spread oh, it around. Yeah. Not so in the actual industry. Not so. I mean, honestly, I think if uh, the Better Business Bureau heard about it, it's actually illegal. Some of the stuff wow. that's being done. Truthfully. So and you know, in the industry, quite honestly, um, I've always been independent, so my story is yeah. different. But knowing there's there's no there's so many young people on sets and this is what angers me because i grew up modeling so mm -hmm. i was 12 13 i got into yeah. modeling so there's nobody there thank god i had a mom and a dad who protected mm -hmm. me and would come to me and would chaperone i have an older brother mm -hmm. but there's nobody there making sure that these children on on set are getting fed are getting water are not getting molested mm -hmm. honestly it's like they treat you like you're an adult from the get-go because so you're working. You're, you're working. You've got you're a job. You're, you're five years they old. They put the yeah. clothes on. You know, you're a body. That's all you are. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if it wasn't for my belief in God and my strong family values, I would have gone down a dark path because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's encouraged. So you, you've always, you believed in God. You, yes. were, were you always a conservative? I was always a conservative. My story's funny because I grew up hardcore conservative, Republican, yeah. Christian, and my dad's a minister. My dad passed away, but he was a reverend, a minister, Christian minister. My mom was a gospel singer. So our, our family was <laughs> all pretty about pretty solid singing. foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, my mom's black and Choctaw Native American, and my dad is Italian. I could tell. That's why we get along so, so well. Italian, <laughs> they, 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 uh, oh, my yeah. gosh. So oh, you guys have been food, talking. Okay. Loud. <laughs> Super noisy and super fun. But, you know, being a conservative in Hollywood, I always knew I wanted to be an actress, a singer, a dancer, a model, fashion mogul. I wanted to be Oprah. Mm -hmm. I want to have the whole thing. I'm still trying to be Oprah. I'm doing my best. You're I doing know. your best. Yeah. You're We're there. all trying to be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah's the top of the uh -huh. pinnacle. But a conservative version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have that yet. So for me, I knew I was going to be in this industry. But from the beginning, my first email address was actressforjesus at yahoo.com. Wow. And I got hate calls constantly. Don't you know that you can't have a Christian faith in this industry? People would just call me. These are industry Because people. my number and everything would be on my resume. These are industry people. They would email me hate messages. So I was like 13, 14 years old. I was like, all right, okay, this is how it is. I don't mm -hmm. really care. I laughed at it. But it starts to wear you down. And by the time I got to be 17, 18, 19, 20, you want to be with the cool kids now. You're really trying to make it. You're trying to make something happen. I lost a lot of my conservative values. Mm. And I didn't necessarily backtrack on my personal values. I just didn't talk about it anymore. Publicly, you go, you know, I remember I this. I changed my email. I changed the way I spoke. I mm -hmm. just pretended like, okay, yeah, you guys have your liberal views. I'm just going to, you know, act like I'm a part of that group, even though secretly I'm kind of dying right now because you guys are disrespecting my faith, mm -hmm. all faiths, disrespecting, you know, any decency, any, any abstract thought, any difference of opinion, any conservative values, any traditional values. In Hollywood, they hate a lot of families. They hate the traditional traditionalist view where we really put our faith in that and we really say no it's okay if you want to be a mom to be a mom to be a dad to be a dad mm -hmm. and to have your career and and it, we don't look at single moms or or mothers who choose to stay at home as something bad 
But now, they say, no, you have to be out there and forget about the kids. Why is that? What is it about this town that makes them give girls eating disorders and take their money and run them ragged and knock you for your Christianity and say you won't work in this town again if you believe in Jesus? What is it about Hollywood? I think, in my opinion, I think a lot of it has to do with the pressures. I mean, you know, whether you're in front or behind the camera, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of money at stake. Mm -hmm. It's... It's a lot of intensity, and yeah. everyone has pressure to make sure you're number one, whether it's a number one song, the number one show, the number one film. Mm -hmm. There's a tense amount of pressure, which we know anything fear-based is not of God. Mm. Yeah. So Great way to put when it. you have that amount of pressure, oh, yeah. it, you can't help but every fear starts to rise. Of course. Right. This you is going to be my last show. This right, is going to be, be my last, last moment. Yeah. We were just talking about it before mm -hmm. we started. That's you right. know what yeah. I mean? It, it is one of those things where you just, you're always so grateful and when you're really new to it, you're just like, well, this is my stepping stone. This is my right. stepping stone. This you're is my moment. The my next this is the break. Mm -hmm. This is the break. This is the moment. And so you just follow what you're being given. But at the same time, I think a lot of the pressure comes from we're filling quotas. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You got to be uh, this. And there's a box for that. You got to be what that. they want. Well, yeah. it's a quota. Mm -hmm. And of course, these are all failed uh, performers. That are saying <laughs> almost this, right. entirely. Uh, not to well, not in the music producers. industry. In the music industry, I, I say in, that in film too. A, a lot yeah. of times you see it's people who try to be an actor, try to be a director. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it. I was on set. I worked on Heroes. That was my first big break. Yeah, so I was booked on the whole season four of Heroes. A lot of people would see me every Monday. Say, oh, I saw you on TV. So I was part of the little ragtag crew, and it was really cool. And that was my big break. And it was the same thing like you're saying, like. You, you want opportunities so bad, so you're willing to, okay, fine, they can treat me like this. Okay, fine, I won't speak up because I might lose mm -hmm. this opportunity. And you've given so much. You've worked so hard. You've spent so much money. It's very expensive to start up a career. And for me, though, I was at that point that I was just starting to break into acting, but I was doing my music. And this director comes on set, and it's raining, okay? It's raining. It's cold. We're in the, we're in the lot. And we're shooting a really difficult scene that this is probably hour 18 on set. And the director starts screaming at everyone. Get over here. Get your damn self. What are you? He's just being rude. He's being impossible. So I, I was like, okay, been in the rain. You know, we've got select <laughs> stars that are in the tent, in the, in the trailer. So the rest of us are here. Said. That's right. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. I looked at him. I said, hey. And I was like a small time actor on the set. I wasn't one of the big time guys. I said, hey, excuse me. Be nice. And he just... <laughs> it's the first time anyone ever told him that. Nobody said that to him. So you see the, the, the wheels turn and he just goes, okay. Wow. And he stops yelling. Really? And that's when I realized the power in this industry is to be nice, is to be kind, is to be respectful. And from that moment on, I started, I started taking notes. Who's treating me respectfully and who do I actually want to work with in the future? Because mm -hmm. one day I will have power in this industry. Because it's all relationships anyway. It's all it relationships. And that changed my life forever. I went back into being super hardcore conservative after that. Now, speaking of those relationships, you made a bet at the Grammys. You made yeah. this bet. You said, I'm going to wear this dress. Yeah. It might destroy my career. It might <laughs> it might not, but I'm going to do it. This it is what it. I think. Yeah. And it didn't. You shoot to number one. You have right. this. It, it really works out. Yeah. When you leave the Pussycat Dolls, you're making a bet. You're saying, yeah. I can't take this anymore. I'm not mm -hmm. going to choose to live my life this yeah. way. Has your politics hurt your career? Um. Well, right away, I had a gag order. You know, I right away. Mm -hmm. Um. And... I had to wait out time, and luckily some things happened uh, with the group that allowed me then. I was free and clear. Um, and I went to Europe and did EDM. And I was lucky enough that I 
had success with my first uh, solo single from you know being a, in Europe because the first one was Hollywood Doll, and then right after that was Take It Off, which was Data Life, DJ Reggie, Dimitri Vegas, Like Mike. So I worked with all these guys, came home, and was like, I worked with all these people. And everyone's like, who? And of course, of course they were all at like, residencies at Hawkesaw. Now everyone's like, oh my god, what was it like? We were like, Dimitri Vegas. But you had to go out. You had to leave the country. Yeah. I had to leave the country, and so I—that was. This is majority of my career has been in EDM and doing mm -hmm. all of that. Because you've had these successful albums, Confessions of a Hollywood Doll, yeah, Kaya. all the Europe mm -hmm. stuff, in Asia, yeah. Africa, India, all of that, mm -hmm. and then um, they're a little more forgiving over there. Because I are. toured there and had more success there before yeah, people knew who I they was are. Out here. They really, really are. And um, coming back to America, focusing on that, I've been doing some education reform stuff, working on stuff with science side of the fence that people are going to see next year. Um, and just was focusing on starting a record company and working on that kind of stuff and back end and strengthening what I was about. This, you know, moment of her wearing the dress, what a lot of people, if they don't know, is that I was on the carpet not far away from her. You were? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yes. Yeah. That was our okay, third so we Grammys we had done together. Yeah. We're both yeah. voting members of the Academy and, and yeah. part of like, you know, she's uh, part of the advocacy here, but I do advocacy in, uh, in Las Vegas, the yeah. LA chapter. But yeah, um, yeah so it... it was a moment, and so... So you're seeing it happen live. You're I'd watching actually, the reaction right there. I the best right angle there. possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Andre is also a friend who designed the drag. Andre, Andre Soriano. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so He's we, a gay Filipino you know, immigrant yeah. who loves Trump. Yeah. You know, the classic Republican vote. Yeah, exactly. Gay, gay Filipino <laughs> immigrant. He's, ama he's amazing, though. One of many, he's a, And that's why it was so special, because it couldn't have happened any other way. Yeah. They see this narrative of what is their, you know, oh, yeah. we're all about... The minority. Well, mm -hmm. you know, with her beautiful fro, the flower in her hair, <laughs> okay, body on point, dress. Yeah. the dress was like, right. So they look at her, and I knew, like, honestly, immediately, it's it's a disconnect. So they're going to then pay even more attention than it was on anyone else. It would never have worked any other way. Mm -hmm. It triggered a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it did. It triggered a lot. I didn't expect that. I really didn't I, no, expect I know, but, like, it was amazing. Reaction. I'll tell you, when I did it, too, it was really just... I don't want to be stifled anymore. I don't want to be closeted anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, when Madonna said she wants to blow up the White House, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is okay now? And, it's and she would never worse. get in trouble for that. Never. You would never get in trouble for that. Never. No, even though yeah. it's the people's house. It doesn't belong to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I mean, it belongs no. to you and me and all of us as Americans exactly. more than, you know. Yep. And more, if you want so him just to him. fail, yeah. you want America to fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really the important well, thing. Pilot. I said, listen, we're not, we're not <laughs> campaigning anymore. He's the president. Yeah. So you have to respect that. Yeah. You don't have to agree with everything he does. Mm -hmm. I always say that to my fan base. I do a lot of live Periscope chats and Facebook lives and do a lot of stuff. And I say, listen, you don't have to agree with my politics, but you will respect them. And I'll give you that same respect. Mm -hmm. Not a safe space, but, but it's, a respect It's space. totally missing now. You yeah. know, they, this just came out. I think it's at Harvard. They've oh. renamed safe spaces into brave spaces. They're you so know, brave. you can bravely pet little puppies and color and coloring books and things and like hang that. Hanging their baby kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, ridiculous. But, and this is our next generation of leaders thinkers, yeah. scientists, God forbid, producers. God forbid that it's them. They're, the, be, they're being coddled like babies. Is You just said that you'll respect someone else's opinion. Even Absolutely. If they disagree. Yeah. It seems that that's true across the right, with right. some exception, but generally the right, it seems to me, understands the left and re mm -hmm. respects their right to spout idiocies. Right. But it isn't true the other way. No, the no, left doesn't. They, they try to get us fired. 
Because it's feelings. And you know what? It's feelings, not facts. And they don't I know don't a guy who says that. He's up in Berkeley right now. Yeah. They don't really. <laughs> they don't, yeah. I hope he comes back yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're praying for you, Ben. <laughs> that selfie I took with him in the makeup booth might be the last picture. Oh, that's right. Yeah, God forbid, oh, you know. It's, uh, no, you're, you're right, though. I mean, yeah, it, they don't that, really want unity. Because mm -hmm. unity says, okay, you can share your space. You can say what you say, and I'm going to say what I say. And we've had to cow down for the last eight years under Obama. We've had to be so respectful and so walking on eggshells and so nice because if you say anything, you're racist. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Anything. Yeah. And now we can finally rejoice and be happy, and yet they come down ten times harder on us mm -hmm. for even saying, hey, make America great again. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, an off that's offensive. I that's can't now believe equivalent to the Nazi symbol. It's not even a new line. It, it, Reagan used it. Nixon used yes. it. It's been around. It, it's a simple JFK line. Used it? It's been around forever, and yeah. it's it's a basic statement. Let's make it. Let's make America great again. Exactly. What, yeah. it's, what is more hopeful than that? Oh no, they yeah. say you guys are white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> or even, Especially or even you. now, that's me. I'm, I'm a black yeah. white supremacist. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's Ben it. Carson. Yeah, just like many of you. That's like Ben is a is a Jewish Nazi. Oh yeah, and I'm a white black supremacist. Well, I'm a quarter. I'm, my mom is Jamaican. I'm quarter black, um, a bunch of other stuff on that other quarter, and then 50% Native American. And you're, and you're also, you're I presume, a white supremacist. I'm solar panel, and I keep saying that. I'm not kidding, because I'm Native. Uh -huh. I'm all about it. So, please, oh, let's yeah. go. But what we have in common is we all believe in supremacies. <laughs> that's right. That's the one thing that really... In, in 2017, yeah. that's what you know. Can't we all America get along? Great against supremacy. Yeah, there yeah. it is. There it is. There's yeah. MAGA supremacy. Yeah. American, American exceptional supremacy. Yeah. Okay, I could talk to you both all day, yeah. but we need to bring in our other friend. Oh. We need oh, to bring yeah. in. We have right now. Antonia Okafor is going to come to us from some remote location. Antonia is the person who actually introduced the three of us. Yeah. But I know, listen, guys, I know if you're watching this right now on Facebook and YouTube, you want to watch. You've got Antonia Okafor, for goodness sake. Right. But you can't unless you go to dailywire.com right now. It is just $10 a month, $100 a year. You get me. You get the Andrew Clavin show. Hopefully after Berkeley, you'll still get the Ben Shapiro show, knock on wood. But forget all of that. <laughs> what you'll really get is the leftist tears tumbler. Oh my gosh, look at this thing. So sexy. This I want one. Is, so sexy. I want one. This is the finest vessel for mm. leftist tears in the entire country. It'll it, outlast us all. It'll outlast us all. <laughs> it will outlast the nuclear holocaust or the Berkeley chaos, whichever comes first. Mm -hmm. And what you can do, you can go to your leftist friends, you can play Joy's MAGA song with the dress, and then you can just collect all of the tears in this delicious tumbler. So go over there right now, dailywire.com. We'll be right back. So, Antonia, thank you for coming. We need to talk about some serious and important news. The Harvard Institute of Politics has named Chelsea Manning a visiting fellow for the 2017 to 2018 school year. Former CIA director Michael Morrell has announced his resignation as a senior fellow at Harvard in response to the fellowship. The Harvard announcement reads, quote, she speaks on the social, technological, and economic ramifications of artificial intelligence. As a trans woman, she advocates for queer and transgender rights. As XYZ Chelsea on Twitter, there's been no mention, by the way, in the announcement of Chelsea's conviction for espionage and aiding the enemy. Mm -hmm. Antonia, <laughs> is Harvard just virtue signaling here? Would they have picked him if he were not identifying as a woman? Or does Harvard welcome traitors of all gender varieties? Well, I think they felt like it was balanced, right? Because they had Sean Spicer um, as well <laughs> on <true>. there too. <laughs> so Spicer, 
Um, so they're like, oh, and I'm looking at the comments too uh, on Twitter and people are like, oh, I would not have been able to stand having Sean there if it wasn't for at least Chelsea being part there to, to help the board. So I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, guys, let's just, let's calm down. Uh, she is fine. Uh, Sean is fine as well. And uh, let's just make America great again by having both of them together in Harvard. Okay. Let's yeah, make America sure. great again. And as always ignore Harvard. I agree always. With well, exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's Harvard. The only thing, too, is that I'm kind of, like, rethinking my whole going to law school at Harvard thing. I'm just like, I could just be a fellow oh, and have true. a Harvard thing. All, all you need to do that's is uh, steal documents from the United States government, leak them to our enemies, and you might be able to go for free. Kaya, do you think oh, yeah. that this is just <laughs> a, uh, a publicity stunt? Or do you – I mean, Chelsea Manning doesn't appear to have any particular no. expertise. You don't, you don't think it's a publicity stunt? I think it's a combination. I do think it's a bit of, you know, it's going to get attention. Mm -hmm. So that that's the goal. I mean, you know, they want to be on the front of every paper. And so however you can push the narrative to get the attention, I think, because they they're out of control and they're not in power and they're not going to be. So we've got to let it go, man. Absolutely. We're giving them too much attention as it is. Yes. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, moving can on. Can I just say what oh, I please. think about yeah, it? Please, yeah, Joy. I think <laughs> absolutely <laughs> disgusting and appalling, okay? She is a traitor to the United States. She sold secrets. Uh, she's been through prison for this, okay? She's not who she says she is. She's not sunshine and rainbows, even though she likes to use a lot of emojis and act like, oh, I'm on the cover of Vogue or I'm in Vogue magazine. I'm just a normal girl. No, you're not. You're a convicted criminal. You're a traitor. And I don't think you should be getting props or be given Harvard Excellence Awards when you are a traitor to the United States. So to me, Harvard, I got no love for you. Preach, Joy. That was just like a whole like Hurricane Katrina. That was like right there and I was sitting right beside her. I couldn't agree more. It really, it says a lot about our universities right now that that's what they do. They find the nearest traitor. They find the person who most disparages the country and they say, hey, as long as you also match some other intersectional criteria, come on and we'll give you a free fellowship. Exactly. Absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. Now we need to stop talking about Harvard. President Trump had another meeting with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. Then he tweeted out, quote, does anybody really want to throw out good, educated, and accomplished young people who have jobs, some serving in the military? Really? The president's Republican critics are now saying, I told you so. Joy, you're on the campaign advisory council. Yes, I, I always want to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt because I love the guy and it's very kofefe. Is this what we all fear? Is this the leftward turn? No. I'll say this because right, I good. have full... That's fine. Yeah. I have full faith in our president. You know, uh, we elected someone who wrote The Art of the Deal. So he knows what he's doing. He knows how to sort of play, as we say, 4D chess. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Nancy Pelosi already tweeted and already posted this like it's a done deal, we're working together, <laughs> yeah. and the president's like, uh, no, I said oh. that we'll look into some things. He had to say that to Fox News this morning while he's on the grounds in Florida helping out. By the way, Nancy, where are you? Where's your money going to help the victims from the hurricane? Ooh. And he had to say, no, listen, we're talking about it. There's no done deal. So, I mean, I think the tweets can be taken, you know, sort of, he tweets a lot in the spur of the moment. I don't think that this is the end of our Republican era. I don't think our president has, has gone away from being a populist, as he really is. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, he's going to be fair in his DACA dealings because he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. That is great. And I should point out, both of you, uh, Kaya and Joy, you've raised 
like $3 million for the hurricane victims. Isn't yeah, that right? right. Yeah, That's we right. We have. We went down. Like, we started. It was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, songs that are released on the charts. And uh, it just felt right to, instead of promoting our music, yeah. maybe we ask our fans to do the right thing in this moment. Because my birthday was on the Monday from the storm. And, happy birthday. And, and it w- oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was not a happy birthday week or day. It was horrible. And it made me and her really sad. And we're like, you know what can we do? We went to our Periscope. In eight hours, we'd raised over 250000 Yeah. Um, and so, and the charity was letting us know. And so we were just kind of like, you know what? Why don't we keep going? Keep it going, yeah. yeah. Let's and, see and how much you can get out of this. How about we go there? Yeah. What if we put everyone on blast? And we did. And the only other person at the time... Other than Sandra Bullock and Kevin uh, Hart was mm-hmm. J.J. Watts. That right. was it at the time. So we went ahead and we were like, okay, let's get down there. Beyonce wasn't there. I know she's there now, but Houston, Texas, baby, that's your hometown. Mm-hmm. It made you millions of dollars. My cousin, so, she took a long you know, time. Now they're all doing the concerts. Everybody's the hand there. In hand, we the were there. When, yeah. yeah, I was there two days before Joy, and then Joy arrives. And I, no lie, I mean, I was in water area seeing what was going on and it was atrocious and it was scary and it was heartfelt because you saw the communities coming together even though they were in real devastation Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that was when i we felt it was the right time to go now it's kind of like we're now moving on to florida right you know so they're still rebuilding a lot they are rebuilding and i'm really grateful that they're giving money out there but they should have showed up right away because Mm -hmm. then you have disease that gets in that water you have things that, that you know, right. it's, you've got to move action, action, action. So, so, Antonia, is that it? Is it President Trump? He's in Florida. He's got his mind on other things. He's not really focused on this DACA stuff. And we should not worry that the president's becoming a Democrat. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's really shady that they would do that in the first place. In fact, they should get some type of, you know, repercussion for that. I mean, I'm sure that that's why he had to do the whole Twitter storm um, in the morning for us to set things straight. But I think it also shows why Twitter is so important. People will continue to say, oh, he should just close his account or whatever. We don't need that. And that's another conservative yeah. Republican. And I've always said, even as a journalist, I was like, no, first of all, we get access to the source himself. And that's right. a powerful thing for the American people. I think that's what he ran on is you know, he's for the people, you know, as a conservative, as a populist. That's right. He can cut the media. And that's why stuff like this, this is why it's important when they put out direct lies, just absolute lies. And they knew that him going back on it or anything like that was going to make it actually worse for him. Um, But I I think we see through that this time. Um, But I'm sure the people who already hated him are going to hate him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? That's just what's going to happen. What can you say about it? More haterade. So we now, usually I do the mailbag all on my own. Usually I just give you, I find pearls of wisdom. I spin them out all on my own. But today I want to keep all of the ladies around. I pretty much only have this podcast so that I can hang around with beautiful women. So let's let's keep them around for the mailbag, yeah. and and I think they'll help us answer mail the questions. Mailbag? You mean the female bag? <laughs> the, fe- the female bag. Boom, oh. baby, bam. Ooh. Okay, first question from John. <laughs> Greetings, King Trollio. Thank you for using my proper title. There are a lot of shows and movies that I'm not really interested in based on the amount of swearing, violence, sex, and nudity. That's the only reason I watch movies. What are you doing? That's the best part. However, there are also a lot of shows that are awesome, but throw in these same elements with no benefit or impact on plot or character. Should people be able to edit out the content that they find objectionable? Should a company be able to sell their services to do it for you? And finally, do you feel this is worthwhile? Thanks, John. 
Mm. Let's start with the big artists in the room and see what they think. Kaya. Oh, mm. wow. I really don't Should care. people, you don't care if they edit your material, you don't care well, if they take I out mean, the bad words? It depends if it pushes the storyline. I mean, do we have to say, you know, does it have to be a curse word? Not necessarily, but I mean, sometimes it kind of does because it punches through. I, I personally, it doesn't offend me to that degree. What I don't like is violence to a heavy measure. Mm. That bothers me more than a curse word. So that's just my, you know, that's that's my view. Joy, what do you think? Well, I think it's censorship. I don't think you should be doing that at all. Listen, mm -hmm. we already release edited versions of our music, right? I personally don't cuss in my music, but if I did, I would release an edited version. But if you for start editing, you know, for the radio, mm -hmm. that's the FCC. But if you start editing movies and TV and start cutting it out, I mean, there's reason. There's a reason we have rating systems. We have G and PG films. If any of these things offend you and Quite honestly, they're in real life, so you're gonna you're gonna come across something offensive no matter where you are. But if these things offend you, stick to the things that are G-rated, PG-rated. You know that might be more your style. But you know, for me, I don't want censorship. I'm on the other end. I'm like, make it more free. Mm -hmm. Let me use my voice. Let me say what I want, and let me tell my story without you trying to tell me what I should and shouldn't say. I do think very often conservatives shy away from things that are a little naughty or violent mm -hmm. or or what have you. Right. And if if the art is worth consuming, if the play is worth watching or the music's worth listening to or the book is worth reading, the human condition can be pretty nasty and yeah. brutish and, and rough. So if it expresses that in a way that's artistic and truthful, then you ought to keep it in there. You shouldn't yeah. be trying to make the human condition more shallow. Yeah. And if it's just some nonsense with a lot of naughty words and nudity right. and doesn't do anything, then ignore it. It's probably it's gratuitous. not. gratuitous. It probably shouldn't be in the beginning. That's right. I also... I'm sorry. Oh, Antonio, money. I'm sorry. Move on. Sorry. I was going to say, money talks, though, you know, just like anything, right? If people are hungry for something that's more PG or whatever, people are tired of, you know, the nudity, the nudity and the cursing and everything, and it's not selling anymore, then Hollywood's going to respond. I just, like everything, it's money. Just like these two beautiful women, you know, people are going to respond to them because they want more people like them. Um, on their on the silver screen, so I think that's what it comes down to. I'm just I'm all I'm doing is responding. I totally agree. Money talks. <laughs> money is from, speech. Right. Money is speech. From Michael, speech. that is a great point. People don't realize that, but money is speech. From Michael, dear Michael Knowles, do you believe there's a place for atheists in the modern conservative movement in general and the Republican Party specifically, or will conservative ideas survive only if they are supported somehow? by religious teachings. I really think this is an important topic as fewer people subscribe to organized religion, and I don't think we should concede non-religious votes any more than we should the votes of certain minorities the left thinks belongs to them. Thank you. I think all of us here have a strong opinion on faith. Antonia, what do you think? You know, I, yeah, as a person of faith, I'm a Christian, born again Christian. I absolutely would love for all of society to be born again Christians and and follow that, you know, doctrine. But um, let's just be honest here. Even in conservatism, there are a lot of people who, well, they're conservative, and you just automatically think, oh, you're a Christian or you're, you're a person of faith. Um, but then you actually get to hear what they're saying, and some of them will be outright, you know, I just, I don't believe in a God. Um, but they still believe in conservative values, and even even more so the Judeo-Christian beliefs that should go with it, even though personally themselves, they don't believe in it. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a place, because people have already have been doing that already. Maybe they don't say it out loud, but they personally in their own lives are, are not going to, you know, follow those doctrines in their lives. But they believe that 
in general, all people should have that mm. and as a go-to. So I think it's Kaya, happening. what do you think? I think it's a tough, for me, I, I'm a Christian, so it's, it's hard for me to say that, you know, it's, it's hard to hear that there are conservatives that don't have a faith in general. Like, it doesn't make sense to you. It, it doesn't because, it, no, because I love science and I love my religion. And I do believe they can coexist. I mean, you look at the mountains and you look at the sky and you look at incredible moments throughout history. I mean, a Catholic priest discovered the Big Bang. A lot of people don't know that, but faith and science go together. Uh, they do go together. Closely. People really, they don't ever place them together, but they do go together. And so I just have a hard time when I hear someone that doesn't believe in anything at all. I just, I actually would like them to stay in the conservative narrative because I hope one day they get to experience what feeling um, movement of God in your life is like. So I think if we push them away, there's no way to, you know, affect their life in a positive way. And maybe if they're closer, you know, they'll, that could rub off on them or they could see, Hey, wait, maybe there is something I'm not paying attention mm -hmm. to. Everybody's got to serve somebody. Joy, what's your take? Well, for me, uh, I think it's, it's relationship over religion. So mm -hmm. I'm always someone who doesn't, I don't think you should believe the same way I do. I don't think you should vote the same way I do. I don't think you should look the same way I do. So me, I have a, a very protective view on people's thoughts and opinions. I'm more of the, of the type that says, listen, if you're an atheist and you're conservative, more power to you. You can believe in whatever you want and practice your conservative uh, beliefs and traditional values because it's about values. Mm -hmm. The thing that most religious people, Christians and all different religions share is that we have values. We respect each other as humans. We know good from bad. We don't want to hurt others. We want to help. We believe in helping, you know, the poor and the destitute and bringing up the successful to be more mm -hmm. successful. Right. So if you're an atheist and those are your values, you're welcome aboard. I don't care if you believe in God or don't. I can see eye to eye with anybody. I agree with Andrew Clavin on this. I agree with what you've all said. And I, I agree specifically with Andrew Clavin, who says you can be a conservative and an atheist, but you won't make sense. <laughs> but you can do it. You should do it. You should vote for conservatives and Republicans. Yeah. But it doesn't totally make sense because everybody has to serve somebody. I'm a Christian and specifically a Catholic because I think it's true. I think it's the true thing. I, I, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't think it weren't true. And I think the arguments for God are a lot stronger than the handful of arguments against God. Amen. I think Jesus is who he says he is. I think the, the arguments for Jesus are a lot better than the arguments against Jesus. And I think that a lot of what conservatism is, which is uh, rooted in Western civilization and the protection of tradition and human dignity and ordered liberty, makes sense uh, only through a Christian view of the world or a Judeo-Christian view of the world, as we call it in America. So if you're an atheist, if you're a Randian, if you're whatever, and you vote for conservatives, be my guest, come on board. It's a big open tent. But you should also think about your views because I think it makes a lot more sense if God exists. Now, enough about all these minor questions about yeah. God and religion and all these That's things. It's small talk. It's small talk. We gotta talk, I got the next two questions are much more urgent to people's daily lives. From Shahar, Ho, Michael, the Lord with no words, I am about to start university soon, and I wanted to ask you how to deal with the ladies. How to deal with the ladies. I am only 19, and that makes me one of the youngest people in the school. I'm in Israel, and people my age go to the army. Plus, I never dealt with girls before because of a very religious family. I am no longer religious. That's too bad. Go back to that. And I have a physical disability. Help. Then the next question is from Matt. Dear King Troll. Hi-ho. I'm 25 years old. Have a full-time job, a 401k. Go to the gym every day. Overall, am not that ugly. That being said, 
I have a serious problem talking to the ladies. I've never been graceful when it comes to talking to the ladies. I don't know why, but this is the one area in my life I lack confidence in. I know a gorgeous man like yourself. You have good taste, man. Probably never had this problem, but <laughs> what would your advice be to me to get over this stupid fear I have? Love the show, Matt. Wow. I am going to let the ladies take this one first. Antonia, what do you think? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I think it's, it's funny because I was looking at the PragerU video that was released with Matt Walsh and talking about confidence and self-esteem, right, and how that how this a farce and a make-believe uh, concept growing up. And I think it that is, like but it bullshit. is confidence, right? It's confidence. And confidence, confidence and self-esteem is that confidence is earned, right? Uh, it's based on accomplishments. So remember the things that you've done. Um, remember also, going back to faith again, that God has made you in his image and therefore you already have worth already. That's it. Um, and that someone's going to see that. So I think that's the, that's my advice to you is remember who you are through Christ and uh, God has that person for you. So keep going. Kaya. Um, I, I love what you know Antonia just said. I mean, it's true. We date our self-esteem. So mm -hmm. I would definitely say... Think about who you look up to if you're a guy. Like, if you have your favorite actor, you have someone that you watch, or maybe it's your father, or maybe it's your brother, or there's someone. And maybe start to emulate in your mind the value of what you see your future self being. Um, reflect that in here, because that will give you confidence. And it is mental. So believe it to achieve it, and suck it up and go talk to her. <laughs> Compliments are everything to women. As Chris Rock has said, food, water, compliments. So, so true. Compliment her, say hello, know when to just stop talking, don't stutter. Even mm. if you just go up and say, hi, you know, you look beautiful today. That's it. Keep it moving. Um, but confidence. Joy, how does a guy land, Joy Villa? <laughs> well, I'm already married. Ah, <laughs> sad. Sorry, man. Landed. Sorry, Woo. Too bad. Yes. But I would say I definitely agree with these gorgeous ladies. What they've said is confidence is key. And also the way you present yourself. So when I was not married, when I was dating, I would look at a guy, the way he dressed, the way he came off. Was he looking me in the eyes? Was he saying, hi, what's your name? Or was he just, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or did he look nervous? Did he seem creepy? So you have to come, you know, come off as, as yourself, but a better version of yourself. So practice in front of the mirror, take some speech classes, learn how to, how to be confident and compliment and talk to anyone anytime and a lot of guys tell me yeah but women don't like to be harassed no forget about it every woman is hoping to prince charming walk up to her be polite be respectful if she doesn't show interest then leave it alone but if she's talking to you and smiling you know then just be a friend to her and then go for it ask ask her out ask for that date all you can get is a no my advice is best summed up i think by the godfather don corleone the main character the guy just like me, I, uh, I wouldn't even have to act. Just be myself. Godfather, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can act like a man! You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Absolutely right. <laughs> the, uh, uh, these lovely ladies have summed it up very well, unsurprisingly. you got to be confident, and the way to be confident is you have to play to your strengths. So back in the in the old days, before I was engaged to sweet little Elisa, I would, you know, I might talk to a couple ladies every now and again, and I, a guy like me, not a hulking football player, not the most physically intimidating guy, I might not do as well in a nightclub as, uh, as Don Corleone, let's say, but I might do a little bit better at a place where I can speak or something like that. 
uh, you got to play to your strengths a little bit. You got to you got to really own who you are. Yeah. You don't want to be cocky. You don't want to be wimpy. You just really have to put yourself out as you are. Be comfortable. Be comfortable, and then you'll be confident. And you know, we're talking about picking up girls. When I was in high school, if you were not on the football team, the best way to pick up a girl, probably the only way to pick up a girl, <laughs> is to learn how to play the acoustic guitar. That's the oh, that's the way to do it. Right? Yeah. And I, I thought. Uh, we're going to do a final thought today, but I want to scrap it. I have these lovely ladies in here. I would like to do something <laughs> more fun. I probably have not really played guitar since high school, but I brought one in. No way! I did. I brought in a guitar and I brought in a little harmonica. Oh wow! So, so I'd like if it, if oh. you wouldn't mind, I'd like to maybe close the show on an acoustic live version of "Make America Great Again." Oh my god! Would that be all right? Would sure, you, would you let's sing do that? It. Would you wow, join what in? What a great idea! Okay. All right. What a surprise! I am going to grab the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Let's see. It's like I have braces or something. You know? Can you can you sing on? Okay. Antonio, you got to sing on Skype. Okay, so let's see. This is going to be fun. This has been. It's been a little while since I played okay. guitar. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to turn the microphone down here toward the guitar. Yeah. So take it. We'll we'll take it kind of slow, like the song. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll well, slow. let's see. I've been practicing this for like three hours now, so oh I hope gosh. I hope it's okay. that we've been told have put our dreams on hold and you know if we don't watch out we could all go under and drown yeah the future depends on us so we gotta wake up gotta shake it up now and let's make America great again we can come back twice as strong still be the hope of every hungry child be the sound of every freedom song yes my dear we can Guitar you since are, I was in high school. You are too kind. You're flattering beautiful. me. No, we're not. And, and you play the harmonica. I mean, I, I mean, that's some serious stuff right there. And I mean, I, we're musicians. So really you guys got to stop. I have to work with really this guy. Sweet. If I weren't, if I weren't <laughs> so tan, I would turn red. That is our show. I'm Mike Knowles. This is the Mike Knowles Show. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Come back Michael. on Monday, and we'll see you then. Thanks, Antonio. <laughs>